Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral land of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Ojibwe, and Nakota Sioux. I also would like to acknowledge that this land is home to the Métis Nation of Alberta and that I am a settler on this land. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist. I use they-them pronouns, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, and to talk about things I care about, as well as to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts. Novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I'll give you updates on what I'm working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. In this episode, I interviewed Melanie Baker of Junkyard Prints. Let's get started. First up, novels. My erotic werewolf novella, Under the Light of the Full Moon, is available as a free ebook October 18th through 22nd. It's an adult read perfect for the spooky season. In novel news, R.L. Keck's seventh novel, The Gastwick Witch, is now available. It's the second book in his The Orion Chronicles series. As Keck explained to the Osprey Observer, in The Gastwick Witch, Captain Matheson and crew are in a race to save the multiverse and its numerous timelines before Mora, an 18th century Irish witch, can destroy everything. Keck's novels are available on Amazon and as audiobooks through iTunes. Both of the Orion Chronicles books are available through Kindle Unlimited. I grabbed both of them, and I knew I was going to love this series from the very first page. I mean, there's a coxswain, instant win for me. And then I found out that the coxswain's a robot. If you love pirate novels, time travel, fantasy, or steampunk, I highly recommend this series. Now on to comics. I'm still going strong with Inktober, but I did kind of cheat one of the days and do a digital drawing. I think it still counts, though because it's helping me practice my craft as an artist, and I wouldn't have drawn it all that day if it hadn't been for Inktober challenging me to do a daily drawing. My favorite from the past week has been the moon prompt. I drew Robbie Raccoon and Petunia Opossum driving at night on their way back from Robbie introducing Petunia to his mom. You can see a preview of it on my comics Instagram at World of Possums and the full version at patreon.com slash possumpeat. And now for my interview with Melanie Baker, the artist behind Junkyard Prince. Hey, Melanie, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Please tell the listeners a little about yourself and where you're from. Okay, so I'm Melanie. I'm the uh, artist behind Junkyard Prince Co. Uh, I'm a tarot creator and kind of just other artists do witchy things. And I'm in Texas, Orange, Texas. 
Awesome. Um, so I first discovered Junkyard Prince on Instagram right before the COVID pandemic started. I don't recall what exactly the first post I saw was, but I stuck around because the Mystic Garbage Tarot deck just intrigued me. Can you tell us more about that? I'll start with where the idea for Mystic Garbage Tarot came from. I was homeless and I couldn't afford my first tarot deck. So I studied all the tarot cards and studied them. Eventually, I did end up buying a Rider Waite and was able to use it. But while I was studying and learning the tarot cards, the easiest way for me to remember them was to draw an image of what that meaning meant to me. So, for instance, with the Five of Pentacles, I think of a particularly crappy situation. So I drew a dog taking a dump. And that helped me remember the card. So when I did get my Rider weight deck, I could already start using it. And that, that was kind of the idea for Mystic Garbage. And obviously, there's some traditional influence in some of your art for these pieces, but others appear to be purely unique to your style. Like you mentioned, the, the dog taking a crap. You've got <laughs> some very unique designs in there. How do you come up with those ideas? Uh, really, for me, it was just like, I, since I think since I didn't have the Rider weight, I didn't have those traditional images already planted into my mind. I just had what I was seeing on the internet. And so I just would write notes on, like, we'll start with the Five of Pentacles. Or no, let's, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a different card I can use. That's also unique. The tower. The tower is a woman that's a candle and she's kind of falling over. So with the tower, we think chaos. We think things are going up in flames. Everything's falling apart. So this woman is a wax candle and she's falling apart because she's melting and she's going up in flames and everything around her is just chaos. So she's tripping over her own feet. And so I kind of, since I didn't have those traditional images already locked into my mind, I was able to create something that was out of the box. Love it. So how did you go about the process of creating your deck? What was your creative process like? So first, when I first created the deck, now I didn't keep all the cards the same because as I did use the Rider Waite Tarot, I did learn more about the meanings and grasped a better understanding of tarot but I started drawing the deck in 2017 because like I said I couldn't afford a deck and I just drew it on some regular watercolor paper just for myself I never expected to have this published and then I had my iPad and I was trying to start an art business and it was failing spectacularly so I was like, I'm going to redo some of my old artworks and post them in my Facebook group that's for artists. And I chose the tarot artworks because those were my favorite artworks I had ever done. And I did not expect it to blow up the way it did. I had a thousand new followers on Facebook overnight, people begging me for a Kickstarter. I had no clue what a Kickstarter even was. And so I had to do all this research and it just by, by the love of the people that I didn't even know, I just happened to see my art supporting it out of nowhere I was able to create a dream that I had no clue was even a dream. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing what the support of people you don't even actually know on the internet can do for you. It's I I freaking love people on the internet. Yeah. The power of community of people you've never actually met. It's, it's incredible. 
Yeah. So do you see Junkyard Prince more of an extension of an art career or is that more of an extension of witchcraft for you? Or is it kind of both? Actually, next year, I plan to switch it to Junkyard Junkyard Witch. That's that's in the process, because when I first started Junkyard Prince, I was still I was I was a witch, but I wasn't as into the craft as I am now. Like I've grown with the craft. My business has grown with the craft as well. And now most of the artwork that I'm doing before was just cartoony stuff and fun stuff. And now it's more spiritual and witchcraft themed artwork. And I feel like it's really opened me up as an artist and opened up my creativity. So I I do plan on switching it to Junkyard Witch. And I do plan to create many more decks. I have like four or five in my, in my iPad right now, just waiting to be published. Well, I can't (laughs) wait to see them. What is your favorite piece of art that you've created so far? Oh gosh, that's a hard one. I'm trying to rack my brain right now. I'm not a big fan of my own art, honestly. I think my favorite piece that I've done so far would be, I have a new deck coming up. It's going to be called Cosmic Waste. It's done in a similar style to Mystic Garbage, except it's like got galaxy style backgrounds instead of the rainbow. And the death card is a skeleton holding a heart, like an atom- an atomical heart. And looking, looking at the heart with like a sense of longing because he has to let that go. And so I think that's my favorite because just looking at the card, you can feel that sense of something's having to change for him. He's having to let something go. And it's not, a, it's not an easy change, but it's something he has to accept. And so I think that's my favorite art piece. And it, it is on, it is, the link is on my Facebook now. It's not available on Kickstarter yet. Those death cards, they're they're so poignant. I'm personally partial to the opossum of death. Yes, I was. So when I started Junkyard Prince, uh, my big thing was opossums, skunks, and raccoons. Almost all my art was opossums, skunks, and raccoons. So when I was creating Mystic Garbage, I had to throw an opossum in there somewhere. Had to. Yeah, they're my favorite. I love them. <laughs> what are some of the misconceptions that you hear a lot about things that people don't seem to understand about witchcraft and tarot? Oh, gosh. Just, I hear a lot of superstitions, just silly stuff. And then I hear also, I'm on TikTok now. I'm doing tarot talk and witch talk. And I get a lot of, for one, that it's impossible to memorize the cards, which I still don't memorize them. The symbols help me a lot. If I get a deck that has no symbolism, I can't read it at all. And a lot of people say Mystic Garbage doesn't have it, but I disagree. And another thing I see a lot is people saying that you can just make up your own interpretation of the cards. And I feel like it's important that even though your intuition is there, that you have to also read the card. You can't just pull the Seven of Cups and say, oh, changes are coming your way. The changes don't really have much to do with the Seven of Cups, you know? The Seven of Cups is illusion and fantasy and the things we desire. I noticed you had a a recent post talking about, like, Christianity and kind of devil worship and and things like that. Is that something (laughs) you get a lot on the internet from... No, that's what I get from my father-in-law. Oh, lovely. So I went to Spirit Halloween because I wanted to get the infamous Spirit Halloween deck that I saw on TikTok. Even though I knew I wouldn't be able to read it, I wanted it just to have it because I thought it was pretty. 
And while I was at Spirit Halloween, this girl walks up to me. I asked, I asked one of the workers there, I said, where are the tarot decks? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, the, the magical playing cards. And he's like, oh, oh, they're over here. And another employee walks up to me and she says, are you a witch? I'm like, yes, are you a witch? And so we clicked immediately. And I was so excited. My father-in-law was outside and I was like, I just met a witch friend. And he's like, you need Jesus. And just went on this rampage and went in the store. I'm glad she had went to the back or something and she didn't hear him because I was embarrassed. He went in the store talking about how foolish we were and all kinds of stuff telling me that my depression's caused by demons. And it's something that I have had to deal with, but I'm going to my, my guides, my cards, my pendulum, everything is telling me that right now I just need to set some boundaries because he doesn't want me bringing my tarot decks into his house. He doesn't want to follow my Facebook art page. I understand that he doesn't accept what I do, but that's, he shouldn't be coming into my life expecting me to want him to push his beliefs on me. So that is something I'm dealing with. Sorry, that was a rant. No, that's, that's totally fair. So like I personally am Christian and have grown up being taught that tarot decks are not something that we use. I love the art that is on them though. Mm -hmm. And my mentor, actually, I'm, I'm being mentored by somebody because even though I've been studying tarot for five years, I always believe that there's more to learn. Uh, she's actually Christian. So there's a lot of Christian witches out there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's all good. But no, like even even if it's not something that you believe in, even if it's something that you think is a sin or whatever, like respectfully coexist. Yes, yes. I, I if, as long as you can respect me and I can respect you, I have no issues. I have no issues, and I wish the world was more like that. I wish we could just love each other and respect each other and build each other up. Yeah, That's I mean, you're. Mean. I don't see you going around on Christian talk. You're lost because you're not listening to tarot cards. <laughs> you need to speak to Loki. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. <laughs> oh my gosh. What advice do you have for people who are interested in getting started with tarot? I have been giving this advice on TikTok because I have a lot of people reaching out to me about how to learn tarot. And my advice, everybody's advice is to journal. Pull out your pull out a card a day and journal what it means. My advice is to draw something with it. I feel like drawing something with it, whatever it is, is going to help you lock that memory in place. It's going to make it more than just words. It's going to make a picture in your mind that you can reference every time you pull that card. And it's going to help you connect with your deck more, in my opinion. That's great advice, especially like with that artistic brain of yours. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what kind of is the best advice you've gotten from a tarot reading? Would you feel comfortable sharing that? Hmm. To do my shadow work, <laughs> to do my shadow work and to stop, stop being so cruel to myself. I get that a lot in my tarot readings. I have a lot of friends who read for me often because they, they know they, they, we, we help each other. We read for each other. And I feel like every day it's the same message that I need to let go of my trauma and I need to work on myself. And that's the best kind of advice. It's hard advice to hear sometimes, but it's the best kind of advice I think I could get for myself. For those who don't know, what is shadow work? Oh, shadow work is basically journaling and you 
and you look at the things in your life that maybe make you unhappy, maybe your trauma, the things that hold you back in life, the things that, that weigh you down in life, and you put that on paper in order to let it go and in order to receive healing from it and to recognize these things and to grow from them instead of bottling them up. Because a lot of us, especially anyone who's ever dealt with trauma, it's easy to bottle it up for years and years and years and never let it out. And shadow work is part of letting that out and growing from it instead of just burying it inside. I get emotional when I talk about shadow work. Yeah, that's that's so important. Like regardless it's very of, Yeah, regardless of where you're at, like in your beliefs or your like your journey and healing from trauma, working through that is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, I've 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 seen very many psychiatrists over the years because of my depression. And they always tell me to journal and I hate journaling. To this day, I hate journaling, but now it's even more important to me because I'm trying to get to this highest self that I can get to my purest self and to my best self. And so it's not so much about just journaling. It's about unlocking new doors for myself. Yes. Every therapist I've ever had has recommended journaling for me. I hate I'm- journaling. <laughs> I, am I hate now shadow a- work too. <laughs> I hate shadow work too. My friends are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to be like, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've become a prolific diarist. Thanks to <laughs> Thanks to my my many mentors and therapists who have who have kind of stressed that importance of that self reflection, and then you can go back and really see how much you worked through. Like it's a scary back. thing to do, though. <laughs> that's what that's what gets me. Is it's scary? It's scary to open up those wounds. Yeah, it's some of some of those are better left just done. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, close the book, put it in a box in your closet. I have you know. one book that I just bought. It's Burn After Writing. That's the name of the book, Burn After Writing. And I plan to use that for shadow work. And when I finish it, just throw it in a fire pit. Good. I think I think that's a good thing to do with uh shadow work too, is to burn it afterwards and release it into the universe. I might have to uh pick up that journal. <laughs> it looks good I haven't I haven't actually opened it yet because I'm avoiding my shadow work right now <laughs> procrastination for the win <laughs> where can people find uh, mystic garbage tarot deck and connect with you online Ooh, so to find mystic garbage tarot deck it is only sold on Etsy right now I don't have Amazon or a website I do only have about 30 copies left though so it is going fast it's almost sold out and I don't see another printing in the near future. If you want to connect with me online, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all under Junkyard Prints. So that's pretty simple. But yeah, Mystic Garbage Oracle, actually. I just finished that one. Just received it in the mail this month. Uh, that's on Etsy now for pre-orders for November. So if you order now, you'll get it in November. So Awesome. <laughs> Well, Melanie, it has been so great chatting with you and thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, next up is journalism. In current events, Alberta had their municipal elections, which I voted in, of course. Amarjeet Sohi won the mayoral race here in Edmonton, which I am thrilled about. In Ward Anarnik, I think I said that right. These are our new ward names. I'm still learning them all. Um, Ward Anarnik, I think. Um, the city council race was super close between Bev Esslinger, Aaron Rutherford, and Tyler Zetz, who I was hoping would win, but Aaron Rutherford took that ward's council seat. 
Rob Burnshaw from my hometown of Cartston was running for a council seat in Ward Métis, but he lost to Ashley Salvador. And in my ward of O'Damon, it was a close race between Anne Stevenson and my top picks, Gabrielle Batiste and Adrian Bruff. And Stevenson is my new city council representative. Even though my top choices didn't win, I have confidence that these new city councillors will represent us well and have our best interests at heart. And I am thrilled that my pick for school board trustee, Marsha Hull, won for school board ward C. I think she was by far the most skilled and well-rounded choice for the position. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. My barefoot adventures this week have taken me all over Alberta. Over the weekend, we took a mini road trip out to where my boyfriend grew up. He showed me the graveyard where his stepdad is buried, and by chance, we also found the grave for the person his high school was named after in the same cemetery. I got to meet his mom, he took me out to a few nearby relatives' houses, as well as showing me where his grandma lived before she died. I was barefoot for this whole trip, except for when we were out in the cow's pasture with his mom, because nobody wants to get their bare feet stepped on by a cow. That's all for this week's episode. I'll be back next week with an interview with Isaiah Hudson of the Southern Spectre podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. Thank you to Legion X for my intro and outro music. You can find me on Twitter at Sierra Barefoot and on TikTok at Sierra is Barefoot. All my books are available on Amazon and on my website, sierrathebarefootgirl.com. My Patreon is patreon.com slash possumpeat. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.